This is The Pool. I'm Rain Comey, your host. This is episode 11. If you're out there, say something. Or give me a sign. I won't even, won't even say anything. Just, I want to know if you're okay. <laughs> Alright, y'all. The Pool is back. <laughs> At least for now. And, um, shit, just diving right in. We have a couple news pieces for y'all. Um, first of which being Gambit. Now, the movie that nobody really asked for, but I guess is still happening. <laughs> Gambit, the uh, production for Gambit will start in March. Apparently, it was moved from February, and that shows how much people, well, I'll speak for myself, how much I gave a damn, because I did not even know that it started, um, had a production date. And so for it to be moved from February to March really means kind of nothing to me. Um, I don't know if this is a passion project for Channing Tatum as Deadpool was for uh, Ryan Reynolds, but do you, bro? I still don't see it, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because honestly, like, I don't see it for Channing Tatum being Gambit, but a lot of that is tied to my nostalgia and my love for Gambit from the 90s and from reading him in the comic books when I was a kid. So I don't want to be that fanboy (laughs) <laughs> like Chad and Brett, who's upset at every little thing that's changed from their uh, some of their faves. So I won't really harp too much on it. Um, I'm showing that it is scheduled to start production in March and go all the way through July of 2018. So I don't know. I would expect maybe an early 2019 release date or like a late 2018. I'm not sure. Uh, I think I'm actually really hopeful now that I think about it simply because the way Fox has been handling things, um, mutants has not been favorable for me until I got to first class, which take creative liberties and do what you want. As long as you're still making a good movie. I think first class was really good. Logan hands down. is my favorite so far. Um, and Deadpool. So Deadpool, Logan, first class, and then the new mutants trailer that I've seen, has me really hopeful for the Fox uh, Cinematic Universe with the mutants. So I'm going to put Gambit up there with them and just pray to um, Xavier <laughs> that this that this is done right. So, um, you know, then even if it isn't done per canon, because I really could care less about canon at this point, but if it's done well, that's what I'm most concerned with. So, um Good luck to you, Channing and Fox, and let's uh let's hope this shit goes right. <laughs> and um next up, Ta, y'all. So everyone under the sound of my voice, I know if you in the carefree black nerd feed, I know you must be listening to Welcome to Riverdale. Uh that being said, Sabrina the Teenage Witch Yes. So I've mentioned before that there were talks about uh Sabrina the Teenage Witch having her own modern updated version. Uh, much like Archie because she's in that Archie Comics family along with uh, Josie and the Pussycats. So there were talks and those talks became reality (laughs) and what happened was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the modern reboot was moved from the CW where Archie is housed over to Netflix. Now what happened was um, I guess how was this explained? That Sabrina Teenage Witch reboot has moved from the CW over to Netflix. And a lot of people are assuming it's because Riverdale, I think, was received better on Netflix than on the CW. And I don't think the CW is bad 
or bad news for it because of it. I think it's just the time in which we live in. We consume a lot of media from our phones, from our tablets. We consume them in uh, in big chunks. We binge watch uh, or marathon rather TV shows and movie series and stuff. A lot of times the week to week thing is a little taxing. Like even for me doing the Welcome to Riverdale review every week. Um, it's something that I'm able to do, but you know, when you have a personal life and when you have work and when you have other things going on, even as an average consumer, not even someone who has a platform or a podcast or a show to, um, a YouTube channel or whatever to get this, these reviews out, it still can be a little taxing at times. Um, but I think this is a very smart move on their point, even if you released it like how they're doing it with Runaways, whereas I think every Tuesday they're releasing on Hulu with Runaways with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't know if it's going to be a full series just as they do with their normal shows or if it'll be released a little bit at a time. But in any event, it's just, especially with the aesthetic that Sabrina the Teenage Witch lends herself to, even from the old school Melissa Joan Hart days it's very supernatural and it's out there and it's so I, I just feel like it would probably be a better fit to be on netflix to begin with we know that it is still in the riverdale universe so i'm happy about that so we might get a little bit of crossover um no one has been casted yet and that is where i'm praying and hoping and pleading baby baby please don't let me down do this right for me this one time <laughs> i'm hoping that when it comes to casting like i said before let's not default to the blonde haired blue-eyed white woman let's move around and shake shit up a bit how great would it be if sabrina was a trans woman how great would it be if she was a hispanic woman how great would it be if she was an african woman how great would it be if she was um differently able what if she like cast an actress who has a um um oh god who's differently able than others like it would just be nice if we could kind of switch shit up a little bit because the whole blonde hair blue eyed is all fine and good but I'm, I'm hopeful because with riverdale being so race bent and so dark and twisted i'm hoping that we can get some of the same with sabrina but in any event i'm still hoping i'm excited for sabrina and i can't wait to see what um what comes from this so good job netflix and smart move cw uh next up ant-man and wasp is supposed to be marvel's first uh romantic comedy and i am here for that because i read an article a little while back maybe about a week or so and i it's I'm kicking myself for forgetting but it was saying how a lot of comic book movies people are taking them more seriously like as a whole not just us fanboys and fangirls who like are into the comics but they're not seeing it as just a genre. It's more or less fitting other genres into the comic book motif. And I want to say there was mention of like Wonder Woman being a period piece, like a war story. Um, something else was like a spy movie. Uh, I'm really kicking myself for not saving that article at the time, but it makes a lot of sense how it just... A lot of these comic book movies and comic book TV shows, a lot of the time they don't even have all the fantastical... Like, every show is not a Dark Phoenix saga, you know? And so for this to be a romantic comedy, just like the first Ant-Man was like a, a heist film. Like, so I, I see this 
working and I'm, I'm I'm excited I'm not a fan of Ant-Man or Wasp and it's not that I don't like them it's just I don't have a lot of exposure I've seen the books on the shelves I know a little bit of the history but it's not something that I've ever been very excited about um, that being said I am trusting enough in the Marvel machine that this is going to be if not a great movie, at least on par with the movies that have come before it. Because Ant-Man wasn't a terrible movie. And I'm very excited because T.I., his black ass, he is now in the Marvel Universe, albeit the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That being said, let me <laughs> with T.I. being in the Marvel Universe and then, oh, was it Raphael Sadiq and Faith Evans are also in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they performed at uh, Cottonmouth's cotton club <laughs> i wonder if there'll be that would be interesting if ti popped up in um luke cage season two but not as himself as the character he played in ant-man that would be a nice little uh little little easter egg or something i would i'd, I'd like to see <laughs> that um all that being said i'm excited for what comes after Infinity War. Like, I'm damn sure excited for Infinity War. And I know y'all out there seeing that trailer. That motherfucker was bad. Um, with Black Panther coming up so fucking soon. Like, I'm already trying to pre-order every time. <laughs> every Friday, I'm trying to pre-order for this movie that ain't even going on sale yet. But Black Panther looks good. Fucking Infinity War looks amazing. That trailer, I think it hit like a billion views or a million views like in... The matter of hours, like, come on, and people are still watching because it's just that goddamn good. There's been um, a Disney character's, like, uh, version of it with, like, Aladdin and uh, Hercules and Princess Jasmine, Little Mermaid, all that. Then there was an animated version. It was the same trailer, but it was using the animated series of the past like the old Peter Parker when he looked like a 30 year old man <laughs> and working at the uh, Daily Bugle and stuff like that so it's that's that's I'm excited for that like I I don't know so um anybody under the sound of my voice who is listening to this show podcasters um just regular listeners whoever when one black panther comes out if you want to be on the show you want to discuss it please hit me up we can either you know we can work this out same thing with infinity war i am so excited for this new phase of marvel mainly because we know that one we got all the actors who were in the movies in the last 10 years a lot of their contracts are up a lot of them are aging out a lot of them don't might not want to be in the films they may be doing other projects um like we know thor was in some war movie. Not to say you can't do other movies and Marvel at the same time, but it's just we know that things are changing. With that being the case, we're adding in these fresh new faces. I want to see what is coming down the pipeline. Um, I'm not super excited for Captain Marvel for the character alone, but I am super excited for the movie. I think Jude Law has been cast as the original Captain Marvel, who Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, got her um, identity from, or whatever like I, if and if i'm wrong look forgive me i'm just excited right now <laughs> so correct me in the comments on soundcloud or tweet me carefree blurred um also we i'm excited to see what happens because we have the champions we have miss marvel kamala khan we have miles morales spider-man we have viv vision who could easily be a woman of color because she's an android like come on uh, we have all these great things going on at Marvel in the comic books now. I'd love to see them translated and um, and added into this next phase. 
in any event, I'm just excited to see what happens. I'm not going to be one of those types of <laughs> tweets and Snapchats and, and types through all of the, the excitement and not even try to enjoy what's going on in front of us. But, man, am I excited and ready to go. Um, uh, side note, The Punisher, I have not seen yet. I've heard nothing but great reviews. I'm kind of holding on to that so I can sit down and binge the whole thing with no interruptions because he was one of the best parts of this blast past daredevil season and i'm excited to see what um what what unfolds there i'm i'm just again another character where i haven't always been a fan of i've liked them i've liked the aesthetic i've even had a punisher action figure when i was a kid but seeing him that role being brought to life in such an amazing way like I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and I think I might end up being like a diehard Punisher fan if all goes well after these thirteen episodes. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I think there was also talks that Marvel and Disney, Marvel, Disney, Netflix, and Disney were going to, I think, keep the shows that are already on Netflix on Netflix. But don't quote me on that because I cannot remember one where I read that, and two if it was certain or if it was just rumors. Um, next up, Stranger Things, another Netflix series that I have, unfortunately, not caught the second season of. So again, guys, don't take my nerd card. I've just, I'm, I'm dropped the ball. I know. 2018 is going to be a better year. But um, they're renewed for season three. And I'm like, okay, so that's more jobs. Um, th that's more exposure, more um, of building out this world. I'm excited for that. Uh yeah, Stranger Things season three. Those kids, that is amazing that these kids are able to um, be on a, such a good show, such a rich show. Like, I would imagine, I don't know, because I'm not in Hollywood. Maybe you can't retire off of this alone. But, like, when they get up there in age, when they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s, like, to be the Stranger Thing kids, like, that's a big deal. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh, I watched... Uh, ta -ta 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 -ta. I started Runaways. I'm very excited about Runaways. I've saw, I've saw, I've watched the first four episodes that are on Hulu at the time of this recording, and I also have the uh, the original runs. Now I have not read them. I've had them for like years, and I've hesitated to read them because I said I wanted to. As opposed to reading something like a book and then watching a movie and then critiquing it, I'd much rather just get what's presented to me on film first and then go back. And because it's very, it's, it's very rare that I get the opportunity to do that, especially when it comes to comic book things, because I, this is what I do. I consume comics, but I, um, I, I said, let me try this this other way. So I still do have the trades of Runaways, the original run, and I'm excited for them, and I'm going to go ahead and read them, but I would much rather watch the whole first season first, take it all in, you know, give it about a month or so, and then go back and read the books and see, you know, how I feel about it, what was left out, what was changed. And I have to say, this is a good series so far. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, especially going into it as a comic book property and not knowing very much about them that's what has me excited because the story is just good like and diversity all up and through there you got the fucking hispanic orphan you got the black family you have the asian oh my god these motherfuckers are bad um it reminds me a lot of uh the cinematography is so good and i like that it's set in california 
as opposed to New York, where everything else is set in the Marvel Universe. Like, yes, this is a nice, fun, even the fantastical elements of it. Like, I believe the um, the chick, baby girl, um, Hispanic girl, oh, her name escapes me. I think she's a mutant. And I don't know for sure. Nothing has been explicitly said on the show. And remember, I haven't read the series, and I've stayed away from it as... The books and all that, no IMBD, no none of that, because I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. But even the stuff that is fantastical and all is, you know, outright, even that's well done in a very believable way. So kudos to Runaways. And, uh, oh, last but not motherfucking least, can I, Tiffany, Tiffany motherfucking Haddish. So she was on uh, Saturday Night Live. And, and rave reviews great wonderful amazing as usual like she is and for those of you who don't know tiffany Haddish from uh, from girls trip and i am so fucking excited about this woman and what's going on so far with her so there is a comic book called is it the kitchen yes the kitchen now it's a comic book movie excuse me it's a comic book that they're turning into a movie or a tv show uh think a movie excuse me so the kitchen though is like it is a mob story um it's set in like 1970s new york it follows three mafia wives who must take over the family business when their husbands are arrested in an fbi sting however they run the Irish Mafia in Hell's Kitchen even more viciously than her husbands ever did. And not only are the women good at their new positions of power, they begin to wonder what will happen when their husbands are eventually released from prison. Now, the reason I'm so excited is because I've looked over this series and these are white women. Tiffany Haddish is very much a melanated woman of color, beautiful woman. And she will be, as I, at the time of this recording, my understanding, one of the main three mafia wives. So, again, I don't know um, if whatever character she's playing, the entire family will just be switched to being black people. I don't know if her husband's still Italian, if they have biracial kids. I don't know if she's the only one that's black. I don't know if they're still Italian. Like, I don't know the specifics. What I do know is that Tiffany Haddish is going to be one of the main three wives in the Kitchen comic book movie. And that, my friends, is a better moment than any to go ahead and take a break. And we're back. Uh, yes, so <clears throat> dare I say that um, now I've uh, think I've retired the X Men Gold and Blue and a couple other Marvel titles that were on my pull list for this new and amazing Catalyst Prime universe. Brother, 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 sisters, brothers, sisters, uncles, cousins, aunties, and grandparents. When I tell you. You know, I've been reading comics for a very long time, for pretty much my entire life. And there are 
come these moments in times, and a lot of comic book uh, collectors and readers know this point where you just get burnt out. You get event fatigue, or books are just not doing it for you anymore, or characters have been passed around and used with different creators, and it just hasn't been enough, or it hasn't been, it hasn't given you that feeling. Now, I, I um, discovered X Men, the astonishing X Men, and out of the whole. Um, uh, Resurrection line that has been like the book that has done it for me consistently. I want to say it's on issue five now, four or five, something like that at the time of this recording. And that's great for them. But when I discovered Catalyst Prime and I just finished up the first volume of Noble Godshots Volume One, and I was like, it was fucking amazing. It was the the right the story okay guys <laughs> the story was done so well that there were different artists on the book and it wasn't jarring to me like i couldn't like i i said something different but the story carried through the artwork that well and it's not that anyone's artwork was bad it's just when you're reading something and you get say the first three issues with a with one certain artist, you might get the fourth one with a different or a fill-in artist. It's it's jarring. Even if the art is better, in your opinion, than the original art, it still kind of pulls you out. This, mm-mm, not the same. The first book um, on today's pool is Excel number one, volume one, number one, and this is through Catalyst Prime. When I motherfucking tell you, we got hispanic daniel dos santos um a hispanic speedster who is so much more than that this uh first issue is hello party written by joe casey penciled by damian scott inked by robert campanella letters by aw's dc hopkins and colored by sigmund torre now it opens up and i'm all in and i'm excited because again this is a book that's not stationed in new york this is in la this guy is a young kid i would have put him maybe between i don't know 15 and 19 and that's a big difference but he's a clearly a young kid he's playing video games he's talking shit online to these folks his room is junky he has this la fitted hat on the bed half eaten pieces like he just looks like every other kid like i'm into it and then a plane is like hijacked and like about to crash into some building downtown Watching the cinematography in this book and seeing how it's laid out, seeing how um, his, um, oh God, I'm (laughs) getting excited just talking about it, but seeing how his powers are manifesting, seeing how he's using his speed ability. It's just like there's one panel where there's like a, a miles per hour gauge like you'd have in your car and it goes from 1,000 to 3,000 and this nigga is on it watching the color, his costume, seeing this motherfucker in these spoilers of course this man runs up a building and dives headfirst through a moving airplane not once but twice and each time taking human beings with him like oh my god the art is just amazing um couple things of note goes through the airplane twice uh he shows up at the hospital and what i like about the catalyst prime universe is that it is something different where you get a lot of secret identity you know say like with the marvel and with the uh dc got going on like batman nobody knows his identity and the x-men 
were uh, mutants who were hating fear, but they were costume heroes, things of that nature. With this, it's I, this is a costume hero, but this nigga is showing up at the hospital after saving. Like, okay, <laughs> him being someone who's fast, and I can't help but not necessarily compare, but mention him in the same conversation as like the Flash and other speedsters and. DC has their speed force and all that, but the way that they're working with Excel, the way in which his powers manifest, and the way in which he can do things, just, again, spoilers, this nigga heals himself, and he does it, like, he, the effects of what he does catch up to him, and that's what I like about this. Not only that he's a young guy who has these powers and is taken care of, you know, fighting crime and shit, but he's just a regular kid. This man literally healed himself, but he had to make it to the hospital. It's just like, man, I don't know. It's, this is amazing. Like, especially the artwork and the colors, like, Damien Scott, Sigmund Torre, good, good friggin' job, for real. Like, the way the panels are laid out. It's, this is very much, this is one of those books that, again, I keep mentioning my nieces and nephews, they'll be getting the trade of this for Christmas, because it's just good. Now, mind you, I'm only on, only on the first issue, so <laughs> I have to read through the next few to make sure there ain't a lot of cussing and gratuitous sex or anything, but in any event, I trust that Catalyst Prime, Lion Forge, has been doing damn good with this new universe, and I'm going to, um, I'm in here for the long call. He has this nice, like, girlfriend, Monica, Monica Harley, and, like, even though this is a superhero book, this is still giving us that teenage angst, that soap opera-ish drama that you look for, or that I look for in comic books, and there is this villain, and he says something, he says, um, while he's fighting with uh, Excel, he's saying, there's more... Excuse me, let me see if I can find the page. Because I was, this kind of threw me. And I was like, okay, this has to mean something. Where he gets, he shoots Excel, he's down on the ground. He's like, there's not that many of us, but we make it count. And I don't know if he's talking about villains or like people who hunt superpowered individuals or, or what. Because we find out that this big, brooding, angry ass war machine type character named Barrage is. Um, hired by Monica Hayes' father to get rid of Excel. And that being said, it's like, so Dos Santos, his identity has to be somewhat like open for the father to know who this is and to be going after him and not as him being a kid, him as being Excel. Like, I don't, all in all, good dope ass book. Please, please, please catch up, read it. Read the damn book. Um, Next up is Superb, issue four. So volume one, number four. I've been reading Superb. Superb is actually the first Catalyst Prime book that I've stumbled across. And it's not the first in the line of books um, in this universe, but it's the first book that I've read. And I was into it from the first issue. Um, I believe the main guy, I want to say he has Down Syndrome. And that's another thing that really drew, drew me to the book. So I'm like... You don't get many people who are differently abled or have different things going on with them represented in books and represented well. Like, as much as I'm an, a fan of Misty Knight, she's still conventionally attractive and she still has the, that look, depending on which artist and which team has her, she still operates as a um, able-bodied, cisgendered, heterosexual woman. And there's no denying that she has... Um, 
dis well that she has this disability that she's differently able and that she exists in that realm but you don't get someone treated and like the way that this character is being treated in this book is so fucking dope and i um excuse me i may have misspoke i don't want to say down syndrome i think it's autism in any event please don't bite my head off i did not make a note of what it was so i'll go back and do some corrections but what i'm getting at is that you don't see a lot of um a lot of these characters who are differently able this either like oh let's just throw them in a wheelchair or oh they have a robotic arm or a robotic leg but even in the um in them having these different challenges they aren't always addressed like professor x is in a wheelchair he's been in a wheelchair forever and a day but we don't address the challenges of being a person in a wheelchair and not even just the challenges like it's all oh what was me but we don't explore that from what because it's easy for me as an able-bodied um cis male to just say oh he's in a wheelchair he's telepathic and telekinetic he can just fly himself everywhere well that's not I think that's doing a disservice to people who are in wheelchairs who may have, who could handle that character in a different way or who could give you a a different perspective. So I really like that um, this issue, again, spoilers, was very triggering for me. Um, There is a moment when Kayla, the black girl with the big, thick black hair, is um, the aftermath of her discovering or other people discovering that she's enhanced and has super strength and I think is invulnerable. She, um, cause in the issue before it ended with her being hit by a car, but the car being totaled out. And so you have all these foresight company guard dogs, hunt dogs or whatever, like pointing these guns at her. And even though it's fiction and it's a book and it's colored and it's, it's written and it's drawn, it still was not less trick. Like I'm still like, yeah, I don't know. And then they're in Ohio. So um, I don't know if it was intentional, but I'm, you know, thinking about um, all of these young kids that we're getting that we've gotten with the hands up, don't shoot. All these, um, with, because you are you have a brown body, you are seen as 40 years old versus the 12-year-old that you are in the eyes of the police. It's just, it was very, I think it served its purpose. And I'm sure nothing's coincidental, but it's, it really... It, it did something to me. <clears throat> the other thing that I really like about this universe is that, as I said before, Excel is in L.A. He's in Los Angeles. Superb is in Ohio. Two, you can't be, you can't be further apart, but you can't be farther apart. Like that's, this is. I like that we're opening up this world and it's not house in this one spot. Because even for as much as I love Generation X, the first run, it still is in Massachusetts. It still is very close to New York. Like, it's not separate from the X-Men and stuff. So, it was, like, right there. With this, the dynamic is very different. You have this young boy in L.A. who could run real fast and do all this fantastic shit in L.A. in his home. Then you got this kind of, like, police state in Ohio. I think it's Youngstown, Ohio, where the way that... Enhanced people are being treated there. It's very different from the way that I've seen in Excel. Like, this is like, we're locking down. We have metal detectives at school. We're trying to find out which one of you motherfuckers who are coming to this high school is enhanced so we can eliminate you or test or run tests on you. And then incidentals, I've read a couple issues, but it was so long ago. So I've, I've forgotten. I'm going to pick back up. But incidentals is entirely different. And then Noble is like in New Mexico, I believe. So it's just like... 
they've done such a great job over at the Catalyst Prime Universe at expanding this world and giving you dope-ass content. And like this, and what I do like is that, okay, this is Superb Volume 1, Number 4. Now, I don't think the Catalyst Prime Universe operates under the six-issue trade paperback arc type of setting that Marvel and DC and a lot of other books are going on. I'm not, I don't believe so. They may, but I don't believe so. I'll find out for sure. But I say all that to say, this is only issue four, and this is high stakes. Like, a lot of the shit that's going on in reaction to things that happened over the last three issues is stuff that I didn't expect to maybe come to fruition until the next maybe like 11 or 12. Like, they're moving at a rapid pace, but you're getting such a full story. And it reminds me of... For anyone who is a fan of like uh, British TV series, be it comedy, horror, uh, drama, or whatever, they have a way of giving you a simple five episodes of something and making it feel like it's 22. Whereas over here in America, I think we're just now finally getting on the bandwagon of 10 to 13 episodes is long enough for a season. And we don't do the 22 episodes of stuff that we've done back in the past. Now, with things like Law & Order, those type of procedurals, I say go for it. Do 22 episodes. But when you have a storyline, like The Flash, I think it's 22. Arrow is 22. Supergirl, I think this current season is 22. Like, you you can get burnt out really quickly. And these books, to be on issue four and to have all this shit going on, like, I'm very excited at what comes next. Now, I do have issue five. I haven't read it because I said, let me just review four for this episode and let that be that. And then I'll, you know, maybe write up a little article, post it on Twitter or something. But Superb is another book that is just so kid-friendly. It feels very all ages. There is violence. There is fighting. But there's superpower. There's not a whole lot of cussing. And it's not... Um, it's not acting as if the reader is going to be dumb. It doesn't, there's not so much exposition where it's, oh man, so you mean that you know how to fly and your mother is part of this and you did that and you did it. It's not a bunch of stuff just crammed into one panel. Like this is a very good book. So but I digress. Um, last book or next up or whatever we, I had Noble and I have volume two, issue one, which is, um, excuse me, Noble number five volume two number one but i have not read it i said i'm going to hold off because i just finished the first volume which was god shots dope ass book posted my little review on um twitter got a lot of you know circulation i was very excited for that and i'm going to go forth into noble again i think he's probably my favorite so far out of all of catalyst prime but i'm going to hold off on noble i said i don't want to fill up this episode <laughs> with nothing but Catalyst Prime. So this, I picked up the Justice League Day, uh, number one, the free Justice League book. And of course, with Justice League having just aired, um, I think a week or so ago, I said, well, why not? Well, I read through it. Good ass book. Art, amazing. Justice League Day, uh, number one. This was a special edition, and I think it's like number one of three or something but this was a dope ass book we have jeff johns as the writer jim lee as the penciler scott williams as the inker um alex sinclair as the colorist patrick brozo brozo as the letterer like all in all was good the only thing that i did not like and this isn't um anything wrong with the book it's just that on netflix i've seen um the 
new Justice League's like origin story. I've seen it already, and that's exactly what this book was. So I'm I'm like all for it. I'm say, go for it. But if I hadn't have watched that movie, I think this would have been a very more enjoyable for me. Um, taking a couple steps back because I got ahead of myself with a superb issue. Excuse me, volume one, number four. This was called No More Secrets. It was written by David F. Walker and Sheena C. Howard. Excuse me, penciled by Ray Anthony. Um, Ray Anthony Height, excuse me, and Eric Battle, inked by Le Bleu, Le L. Underwood. <laughs> Eric Battle and Robin Briggs. Riggs, excuse me. Letters by A.W.'s Tom Napoli. Oh, Lord. I'm butchering names. Like a motherfucker. Napolitano. Um, colored by Veronica Gandini and Soto Color. Lord, y'all, look. Charge it to my head, not my heart. All in all, again, Catalyst Prime is one of the dopest-ass projects that has been out in a while. And like I said before, there comes times where you're just burnt out with comics and you're like, ugh, okay, I need something else to, re to reignite this fire within me. And Catalyst Prime has been that thing for me. So I recommend everybody under the sound of my voice, go out and reach out and pick up some Catalyst Prime. Just one book. Hell, we got Kino coming down the pipeline like pretty soon. So... <sighs> And I'll let you know, I went to the bookstore and I replaced all my pools with all of Catalyst Prime. I said, give me every single issue that comes out, trade paperbacks and all. I'm supporting this goddamn universe. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it, y'all. So, thanks for listening. Uh, hit me up, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. As always, go to carefreeblacknerd.com, where you're uh, the hub for all things Carefree Black Nerd. Uh, try, 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 try. Hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag the pool CP, CBN, excuse me. And um, I mean, come back here next time. You know, the pool is uh, my little baby, only on 11. We're hoping to get to 12 pretty soon. And if there's anything that I should be reading, hit me up. Like, you, know, you need to be on X, Y, and Z. You need to do this, that, and the third. And if you've read any of these books, let's keep this conversation going. Give me some dialogue. Let me know how you feel about these things. Do you not like it? Do you like it? What's, you, what's your gripe with it? What's, what is it that you love? Um, as usual, you know, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Instagram, Carefree Black Nerd. Um, yeah, that'll be it. So, until the next time, um, stay carefree, stay nerdy, and Stay pulling them books, y'all. <laughs> All right.